Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, there's a new strain. Oh, no. New strain to be worried about. Uh, Pulled your car. No, I haven't (laughs) pulled my car. You know that I could not have done anything in the last 24 hours to have pulled anything. Done some stair runs in your house up and down, you know, get that that heart rate up a little bit. Um, The Lambda strain. Are we up to L? Yeah, which is weird because we were just up to Delta D. Yeah, D's been a little bit of a a stinky one, hasn't it? Um, Well, what happened to E and F and G and H? Do they have those in the Greek alphabet? Yeah, gamma. Yeah, it... Sorry, oh, Bron- have you got it? Lambda's Bron- already taken over. Bron just sneezed in the background. <laughs> You've got the Lamba. She's got the Lamba. Anyway, um, no, it's probably just one of those ones, you know, when, say, a band releases a couple of dud albums and then they're back in form later on. It's <laughs> probably what's happened. I mean, everyone um, remembers Delta, like your OK computer, and then they had a couple of little Kings of Limbs and all those sort of things. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's it's taken over. It's related to 81% of the cases in Peru, which has oh. the currently has the highest mortality rate of anywhere in the world, which is sounding very scary. And um, they're worried because of the Euro 2020, all the crowds getting together. Gosh knows what this means for Tokyo. Oof. The Olympic Games. We're seeing re-explosions in Europe thanks to Euro. So hopefully it doesn't then cross over. And this all happens in Japan. Ah, oh, terrible stuff. What are we going to do when we... Run out of Greek alphabet. Yeah, I don't know. Roman numerals, maybe. Yeah. COVID VI. <laughs> COVID XMMCXXI. COVID X1. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should. They really should be naming it with a, a subtitle. Surely. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I'm thinking of the Air Bud films. You know, he plays basketball and it's the Air Bud and then Air Bud 2 where he plays football, it's Air Bud 2, golden receiver. And then Air Bud 3 where he's playing at the Football World Cup, it's World Cup, Air Bud 3, World Pup. Or, um, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. That's, do you know what? They did not want to make those movies. They just wanted to name them. Honestly, that's all that they did. They made the names and they went, well, we, this has to, the world needs to hear this title. So um, let's make a stinking movie around it. We'll talk to the Hollywood bosses. We'll get it happening. Um, but we hope you are well no matter where you are in lockdown. No, it is terrible. We're trying to try and make it better today uh, and celebrate the big day, Matt O'Connor. Do you know it's a, it's a big day? Well, no, I didn't realise. What's going on? It's a very big day. We'll let you know what's happening in a moment. Hope you're well. Whatever your day is bringing you thus far, this is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, a large and action-packed day around the world um, at the moment because, and this happens occasionally, Matt, on these um, big, big days, there's only 365 a year, but there's so much to celebrate occasionally, very occasionally, Two big days land on the one. And I got to tell you, the 6th of July is that because not only is it International Kissing Day, very Ooh. fun thing that um, I did once I got to the age of 19. Um, <laughs> it is, in America at least, National Fried Chicken Day. Oh, even better. I do love doing both. I tell you what, uh, I remember I my what, first fried chicken. Oh, <laughs> I don't know which one's taking uh, pole position uh, on my favourites list right now, to be honest. Do you love me some chicken? Do you love me some smooching? 
And uh, today, what a day, hey? The 6th of July. I tell you what, I, I remember when you and I went out for um, for one one night, fried chicken, that is, when we were getting to know each other before Triple J ended up at 2am in Little Korea, uh, <laughs> eating some of the some of the crispiest, finest. That was good times. Oh, tell you what, they do good. They, Koreans do some good fried chicken, don't they? Oh, my God, they do. Absolutely. Um, so we thought, given it is such a great day, since we are bringing these two things together, much like the lips of two people, um, Alex Dyson. Well, there's been a double booking on the local school hall, hasn't there, for these two events? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and they don't live, they don't live mutually exclusive. Let's be honest. Um, you know, people yeah. have said that kissing me is much like eating fried chicken. You are. You always end up with crumb on your lips. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so there, there. We might as well celebrate both of them, hey? Yeah, let's let's check out the schedule for the July sixth celebrations for both International Kissing Day and National Fried Chicken Day. At 9am, we're going to start by practising the the chicken and kissing tongue twisters. Uh, for example, how many girls in sandals did Colonel Sanders kiss if Colonel Sanders kisses girls? At 10am, people will be lining up for some KFC, uh, which is kissing fine chaps, uh, and some Nando's, which is nuzzling amongst naughty dudes overtly smooching. 12pm, uh, along with 11 secret herbs and spices, we'll be adding a 12th not-so-secret herb, peppermint, so that you're smooch-ready right after lunch. Yeah, 1pm, the puck is dropped at the Tonsil Hockey Rink, where in between timeouts they're going to have the kiss cam, where fans are encouraged to wrap their lips around the greasy skin of the one they love and their fried chicken. PM. Don't know what to do with all those leftover moist towelettes from lunch. Why not weave them into a fitted sheet so that when your kissing progresses to the next stages of Hanky Panky, you'll have some super clean bedding where everything's a wet patch. <laughs> okay, this is genuinely <laughs> awful. <clears throat> At 5 p.m. High-quality grass-fed organic chicken will be fed to quality chicks high on orgasmic grass. <laughs> we hope you enjoy your National Fried Chicken Day and your International Kissing Day. XOXO, Matt and Alex. Give the one you love a peck. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, it's Tuesday once again, Matt O'Kine. And uh, as we know here at All Day Breakfast, Tuesday is the perfect day to lubricate that larynx and start firing off a few home truths. Yeah, there are a few people around uh, Sydney over the weekend, very sunny weekend, uh, that could have done with your 1.5-metre whiskers. Alex Dyson, because uh, they were staying close together. A lot of people cranky about the uh, lack of distancing. But I tell you what, you've got the claws, mm. you've got the teeth. 
You've yep. got the face hairs. If you just... Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> look, look, the point, it's a good point, because, but I'll leave the uh, admonishing of rural flouters in New South Wales to Gladys, all right, because when I start to pull on the uh, the truth britches, uh, I turn into rant dog and I start uh, firing up about an issue that you find particularly Annoying. Uh, we always try and get you to send a voice memo to matt.n.alex uh, about something that's really um, piqued your interest during the week. And um, you'd think that, I mean, you'd think that you, you could just play around with little things, you know, like all, all the other stuff that all these other, all these other hacks are getting on board with. You know? Looking at you, Thunberg. Yeah. <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> Wow, you're really that was you're you're going to the top, straight to the top, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you could be going on about, you know, when are we gonna open up again? Yep. Vaccination rates. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Same old garbage that most of these other hacks on some of these other radio stations are blabbering on about. No nah, whinging we, about. We got onto the real issues here at Rant Dog. And um someone who has found a real issue is Jock. And Jock has sent us the following audio message. G'day, Rat Dong. Have you ever ordered a coffee, flat white, one sugar, please, and had the barista tell you, no, we have sugar on the table? Mate, that's just not on. The coffee doesn't taste the same when you don't put the sugar in first. What am I, some kind of peasant putting my own sugar in? How hard is it just to put one teaspoon of sugar into the coffee that I've just ordered? Uh-oh. Tell you what, there's, talking about sugar, there's not going to be anything sweet about your response. I can tell that. Matakine, the baristas of Australia need to stop waxing their ironic moustaches, get the hell out of general pants, and start doing their freaking jobs! All right? Start putting the sugar in prior... To the latte hitting my hand, please, because I tell you what, when I head down to the dealership, I don't ask for the latest car and say, I'll have some wheels with that, thanks, and they say, sure, there's some over there. Pop them on yourself. Am I going mad here? Or is that part of the service we come to expect? Am I going out of my mind here, Matt? No, no, you're, you're dead right. You're not buttering the bread. You're not in the oh, yeah. kitchen cooking the bacon, so why are you suddenly putting the sugar in? And that's, that's exactly oh, I mean, right. You know, you know what? Next time you ask for a coffee, they'll probably bloody pull the cow out. <laughs> oh, yeah, squeeze these little teats. Hey, get your milk ready. I tell you what, they'll probably charge you extra for the bloody pleasure of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a teat squeeze. They bring out a little ramekin of butter. Yeah, <laughs> pop that on yourself. Okay. Oh, and here's a bit of wood to churn it while you're at it. Put on your apron, mate. You're working here. <laughs> Whilst they go and buddy DJ vinyl at their mate's house party. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Anyway, um, thank you, Jock, for bringing that to our attention because I tell you what, it's an, you've got to be jocking if you think I'm going to be adding sugar myself. From now on, goodness gracious. Anyway, 
That's right, dog, for another week. Let's get on with the <laughs> Please show. Please keep your suggestions coming at matt.n.alex. What's getting you goat? We need to keep this fire burning like the Gulf of Mexico itself. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, you ever been a best man? Do you know what? No. That's um oh. that's quite a sobering <laughs> Oh. It's quite a sobering realization. Oh. Do you um, do you put it down to none of your friends are married or Oh no, <laughs> they're married. Hopefully. Um <laughs> Tell you what. I've been the MC a lot of times. (laughs) Wow. But they've just took one look at your resume and go, best? No, 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 no. There Uh, is a bunch above here. Amen? (laughs) Possibly. The best one? No, no, no. Not a chance. That's that's funny because I have. I've been considered to be in a room of quite a few people. This is pre-COVID. I've been the best man. I mean, out of all of them. On one occasion or more than one? Nah, just one. Well, so, I mean, that's so all you, far. That's all you really should be. You should really only be the best man once. I wonder what the record what I mean? is. How many best record for best men? I mean, because you're best... not married. Otherwise, I'm a shoe in, surely. Oh, wow. You weren't even on the list. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not even consider that. That's, oh, well. that's very... <laughs> well, well, you just no, but stay I tell you smug what, because I tell you what, I, I'm one zip at the moment I, to you. I can't MC my own wedding, so you could very well <laughs> be getting that job. Congratulations. That's if Ronnie Chang says no. Um, <laughs> oh, you're going for the big name over the better friend. Absolute crumb move. Anyway. Hey, um, i got to get NW to, uh, you know, get by the pictures. Yeah, well, we're only bringing it up because this is being the best man or the, you know, the maid of honour, the most honourable maid of all. Can I just say, all. I'm not getting married, by the way, uh, just in ever? case that sounded like I was. No, probably not ever. I don't know. Let's, let's not. I just didn't want I mean, anyone to think that I was suddenly planning a wedding. I'm not. Let's get into it. Go on. I just, I've never, I've never, it's never been a marriage thing. Never been a marriage guy. Well, I tell you what, if, if you are getting married, asking the bloody significant other is the easy thing. Okay, finding someone who who has the qualifications to be considered the best man or the maid of honour, I mean, that's where it truly gets difficult. And uh, no one knows that better than Andy, uh, who is joining us right now on the phone from Melbourne. G'day, Andy. G'day, how's it going? Well, Andy, good. we're excited for you, mate. You've just proposed yeah. to your partner. Yeah, yeah. So how'd that, how'd that go? Paint a picture for us. I uh, just went down to Hall's Gap and got on my knee. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Easy as that. Yeah. Oh, at the pinnacle at Hall's Gap? Yeah, up on top of the balconies. Yeah. And what did your partner say? Were they excited? Were they shocked? Were they nervous? Did they say, um, like, what did they What did uh, they do? She cried a bit, then said yes, and got annoyed that I went to put the ring on the wrong hand, so. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, wait, I wouldn't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, which, which hand is it? Is it the left hand? It's a left hand. I know that now. Well, you were doing your left, so, you know, you were kind of right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. It's reflected. Um, 
But anyway, you, you've topped that off. You've got that ready to go. So now the wedding planning's underway. That was just two weeks ago. And you have the enviable task of finding your best man. Yeah. Well, I know who it's going to be. I just don't know how to ask him type thing. So oh. you, you've, you've checked all men and you found the best. Oh, yeah. This, this guy's been by my side, well, for over 10 years. And, well, he's literally the kind of guy who'll do anything for me, so... Are you oh. more nervous about this question, <laughs> popping the question, rather than the other one, Andy? Maybe a little bit. Has he already <laughs> brought it up with you? Has he sort of just started asking questions, assuming that it's going to be, uh, you know, locked in? Oh, I kind of think he has, but he lives in a different state to me, so it's a bit hard to meet face-to-face. So, D- Does he listen to Matt and Alex all day breakfast? I don't think he does. So. Well, well, he can't <laughs> be the best, man. <laughs> anyways... <laughs> Um, That's a, he, he sounds like an all right guy. But, <laughs> that is um, another issue. So how long have you known him? Uh, 11 years, I think. And how long have you known your partner? Two and a half. Yeah, well, that's... That's pretty big stuff when you're popping the question to someone you know for that long, Andy. Um, yeah. That is five times as, uh, as big a question by my maths. Now... You're going to be doing this very soon, but, you know, you reach out to Matt and Alex for a little bit of help. Yeah. We are happy to help you do this, but i got to tell you, um, and I've, I've been to weddings, I've seen weddings, I've heard stories of weddings where the best man has turned out to be the worst man. <laughs> By that, I mean it's a man who airs things that shouldn't be said. Oh, the speeches, mate. You've got to keep <laughs> a lock on the speech. I was at, how's yep. this? I was at a, 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 a like a, an engagement party mm. where oh no 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 sorry it was a wedding it was a wedding the best man comes up to me he's, he's due to do a speech at the wedding go I was like so he was like oh can I have some help with like my speech and I was like what are you going to talk about but he's asking he's you for like, some notes on yeah, the and night he's like oh I was thinking about talking about the time that um oh my like this guy had ended up um spending a night with this girl and i'm like is the girl the bride and he's like no it's a different girl i'm like what the hell are you thinking man it's not his 21st it's this isn't you know some frat movie this is a wedding the best day of their lives so you, you know you got to make sure that your mates are across that have you seen some cautionary tales andy at weddings gone by you've been to a couple yeah i've been to a couple of being a best man myself, so oh. it's a bit <laughs> for the for this friend that you're thinking of asking, or for someone else? Uh, for someone else, mm, you wouldn't okay. ask them then return the favour. <laughs> what are they going to think? <laughs> yeah, I'll, f- I'll, I've got him as a groomsman, so oh, <laughs> okay, the bronze medal. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, that's that's okay. This sounds yeah. this is exciting. No, it How is, many groomsmen it, are you going to have? Well, it's up to my partner because I was like, oh, I'll. I'll easily cut one, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Friends are expendable, mate. You just leave them on the chopping room floor like a bit of extra phone footage in your <laughs> memoirs or whatever, but um, but in your yearly highlights. Um, but, uh, okay, so what are you thinking, four or five? Uh, at the moment it's four, and mm. I, I said I can't go above five because I've only got five friends, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you can't yeah. be adding one over five. <laughs> you can chop one to get back to three or two. All right. Yeah. Well, um, that, that's really interesting, Andy. We'll put our heads together. We'll come up with a few things because I do think there is a few um, 
issues that need to be ticked off before you can be classified as the best man. So we've got our thinking caps and we also would like to help Andy out because there's a couple of absolute deal breakers um, that could be taking this best man out of the running, all right? So we want you to get in touch. When is the best man being the worst man, okay? Uh, let us know your stories so oh, that yeah. <laughs> we can ensure that the, the man Andy is going to be knighting to be the best man is uh, fit, for, fit for purpose. It doesn't have to be just the best man either. Um, what was the other one you said before? What, the maid the of honour? No, bridesmaid. Oh, uh, yeah. Where, <laughs> where does the bridesmaid beat a fried maid? <laughs> <laughs> okay. When have they been cooked in a fried manner? Um, um, let us so know. Look at, yeah. Doesn't have to be best on ground in terms of, you know, they drank too much or anything. It could be anything. They forgot the ring. Yeah. They went Dropped to the it wrong... through the, the balcony into the river or something. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they had their you know they had their fly open and the whole all the photographs whatever it is. Yeah, let, let us, us know. Yeah, and Matt, we can. Matt, Alex and, and Andy, we're going to get back in touch with you soon, and we want you to actually do it on the show. We want you to we want you to call up your mate and ask them on the show if that's okay. Yeah, I can do that. Beautiful <laughs> man. Well, this is going to be a momentous moment. I'm going to have to bring the the tissues later in the week to make sure that. Uh, this uh, moment gets the credit that it's due, but Andy, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you in a few days, man. Cool, no worries. Cool, cheers, mate. Legend, thanks, Andy. And get in touch. When is the best man being the worst man? What is the bridesmaid being a bridesmaid? Let us know. <laughs> Well, yesterday, Matt, we heard that you tried to put on your own J.J. Abrams-produced series of Lost over the weekend, um, your young daughter um, landing on an island of Kmart merchandise. Um, she was really running through the maze that is that great big department store. I, f- I could have been Jack Nicholson in The Shining by the end of, uh, you know, yesterday, just shivering cold with a frozen icicle off my nose trying to find her. Spoiler alert. I bet you've had about 50 years, but... um. (laughs) (laughs) That's on you. Hey, um, so we asked you, you know, what what are your lost stories? When have you lost someone at the shops? Or when have you been the lost kid at the shops? Or what's your tactics? Alex Dyson, your dad had a tactic to make sure that you never got lost? Yeah, he gave us the whistle. He'd uh, call out, even doing like doing it myself out loud and hearing it from my own lips. I'm like, I'm like a like a, a bloodhound or something. or something. I'm like, hang on a second, what's going on here? But um, we did ask you for your stories, and Polly got in touch with us. G'day, Polly. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks, Polly. Now your mum had a whistle. Yeah, so hearing Alex talk about it made me laugh because mum had a whistle. I was a bit of a daydreamer. I used to get lost all the time. Uh Uh-oh. But she would use the whistle just to bring us back home, even if we were playing in the street or whatever it was. She would whistle and you had to just immediately run home. And I guess I was an adult just a couple of years ago and was meant to be meeting my mum and she was in a different car. So I'd walked straight past her, walked down the street, and <laughs> she called my name. I apparently didn't hear. She tried the whistle, and it wasn't even a conscious response. My body just immediately stopped and turned and looked <laughs> for my mum. Oh, <laughs> uh, homing pigeon. Can you give yeah. us an example of the whistle? What's it sound like? Well, I wouldn't do her version. She does the fingers in the mouth. It's a very loud whistle. Oh. But, um, oh. 
I could try just without the fingers, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a very plain. But oh, it's something yeah. about the pitch at the end. It just has an impact. You can't it just help but pierces respond. your brain. That's it. Like Takes a sashimi over. The salmon. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, look. Uh, It'd be no good when you get get back to the car with a, a you know two dozen sheep that you've herded up as well. It sounds like a sounds like a very uh, innate response. Thank you so much, Polly. We'll chat to you later. Cool. No worries. And we've also got Ben joining us today. Ben, how you going, guys? Your dad had a whistle as well. Yes, yeah, uh, pretty much the same as Polly's. Um, basically, he was a he was a school teacher, and um, back in the day, my sister and I would. Uh, We'd uh, run, run around in the school grounds after hours and when it was time to um, call us back to go, he'd, he'd do the exact same whistle, uh, two fingers in the mouth, just incredibly high pitch. You can hear it across the entire school and just he would count to five and we'd just be coming around the corner. That's it. Oh, man, it's yeah. so true. But what what would happen if you didn't respond to the whistle? Did you ever test it out and just go, you know what, I'm staying out here. Let's see what Let's see what happens. I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm I think I think I would have been afraid of the consequences. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, if no one no one defies the whistle, oh, no, no, <laughs> Alex Stice, you'd be absolutely mad. My dad used to stand at the at the door of the house, at the side door of the house. I'd be playing at my next to neighbor's house. He'd go Matthew, <laughs> right, and thick African accent echoing over the uh, the streets of Indrapilly. So uh, that was always what got my attention growing up. Um, but Michael, oh, thanks very much, Ben. By the way, easy. And Michael, you uh, your brother got lost. Yes. Thanks to a parenting fail back in the 90s by my parents that they'll never forget. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there wasn't any any of that, you know, find my phone business that you can put on your kids, you know, yeah. phones now or whatever. I've, I've read a few blogs. I'm pretty sure parenting was invented in 04. It, it, before that, it was just the <laughs> Wild West. No one knew what was going on. <laughs> the glory days when kids were able to run free and do what you want. So what happened is I got to stay home as a nine-year-old while they took my brother down to the shops and they returned from the shops and they were home for about half an hour, my parents. And then my mum called out asking, where's my brother? It's dinner time. And I said he was with you. (laughs) (laughs) You took him? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you took him? And then they panicked. They left him at Harvey Norman. (laughs) <laughs> and he would have been playing the GameStop console but back in the day, playing the demo game. Yeah. And he would have been playing that for an hour. They found him about an hour and a half later and he didn't even realise they were gone. He was about <laughs> <six years> old. <laughs> Truly the Dude, greatest those, babysitter of all. Those, those, those video game things were an absolute black hole for kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I'll, I'll never forget my sister, right, taking me into the city from Tuong taking me into the city, this is, uh, you know, about 10 k's away from Tuong, but into Brisbane City one Sunday, and I was playing Mortal Kombat on the little Mega Drive game tester in Maya, and my sister was like, we got to go, we got to go, and I kept saying, no, 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 I'm still playing, I'm still playing. She said, if you don't go, I'm going to go home without you. I was about 10 years old, nine years old probably at this time, and then, and then, and I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, just assuming she wouldn't. And then she did. And then I was just in the big bad city by myself. I've never forgiven her for that. I couldn't believe that she abandoned That's me there. That's pretty rough stuff. Did your brother forgive your parents there, Mike? He's forgiven them, but he just likes to remind them about it 
every annual event. <laughs> good, good, as, as you should. Uh, it's always good to have some leverage over them. Thank you so much, Mike. We'll catch you later. No problem. Bye. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. It has been a whole heap of fun hanging out. We will catch you for another big episode tomorrow, but I thought we could leave you with another story about a lost child. Renee got in touch. As always, you can send us a voice memo about anything and we're able to put it on the show. Uh, Renee has done that and we're going to leave you with that today. Hope you have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I was listening to the podcast this morning and when you started talking about when you've lost your kids, it reminded me of a story that my parents loved to tell at every significant event in my life. When I was younger, we were at Toys R Us and I was really into Barney, the purple dinosaur. And I found a Barney toy and I asked my mum if I could have it and I was really excited. She said no and told me to go take it back and put it back on the shelf. Um, they'd probably been a little while and she realised I hadn't come back. And they'd searched through the whole store, looking everywhere, had got all of the employees involved in the manhunt, could not find me, called security for the, the mall we were in to try and start having a look around, see if I'd left the store. About an hour and a half later, they found me underneath a table with the Barney bed. And my mum didn't even let me keep her. <laughs> That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.